kick it. Dude, dude. <laughs> That's not good. Uh oh. Someone get him Obamacare. <laughs> Wait, Obamacare. Is that a pre existing condition? <laughs> I have a pre existing condition. So, should I even admit that I can do this? Or what, what's the deal? Got a dope mic check up here in this wreck? Yep. All right, we're good. The only thing Paul Rex is the Galaxy Men's Room. Oh, geez. This is We Get It with Polly Sebilia and Brent Axe. What are our topics today? You, it's your show. Oh, can I tell you about a topic? Yeah. yeah. Can, can we start with something? Guess who I didn't have on my radio show last week? Did Again? Kenny? No. Just at all. Because I know, it disappeared. It, okay. Remember I was supposed to have Greg Gumbel on my show? Yeah. Remember that whole story? <laughs> yeah. Greg Gumbel came and went in town, didn't have him on my show. How dare you? For for what it's worth, it was booked originally. <laughs> sure it was. Yeah. All right. Can we just recant this story quickly for people? So I was supposed to have Greg Gumbel on my radio show. All right. There are certain people that if you are texted, say, from somebody who's an operations manager of a local sports radio station, happens to be in his room and is Mike one on this podcast, who says, hey, Greg Gumbel needs to come on your show to promote something that was happening in town that a I will not promote because it's already happened. A charity event, by the way. He's freaking Greg Gumbel. Of course he can come on my show when he wants. So I put it on social media. I get on the radio, and I say, Greg Gumbel's coming on the show. That's a big get, as we would say in the business, right? So long story short, it comes Greg Gumbel. We, we go to call Greg Gumbel. Nobody knows how the hell to get Greg Gumbel on the phone, who did what. So I am angry about this because now who looks like the asshole? <laughs> they said Greg Gumbel's on his show and then he's not. So I go and try and find Paulie to figure out what the frick is going on with this whole thing. And I run into you at the very moment that this happened. And I'll let you take over from here. I was sitting at my desk and just got off the phone with the car dealership that my car needed $1,800 in repair. <laughs> Sorry to laugh at that, but so it was like literally he just hung up the phone. I come storming in saying, where the hell is Greg Gum? But here's in my defense, and I don't like having to defend myself to you because I am higher up the food chain in this, this business is, this is very than, true. I, than you are. This is very true. You plug <laughs> uh, stuff in. You're very good at it. Uh, a sales rep came to me yeah. and said, I have Greg Gumble for Brent. Yes. And here's the number to call and here's the time that'll happen. None of that ever happened. I have to tell you something. So this comes on the... Uh, the I'm sorry, did I cut you off? No, no, because I agree with you. You should have had him on, and yeah. you should not have promoted it if yeah. it wasn't going to be on. Yeah. And I had zero really to do well, with I'm it. I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place there, because if I promote it and he doesn't come on, I look like an asshole. If I don't promote it, and all of a sudden I'm like, hey, guess who's on the phone, everybody? <laughs> Greg Gumbel, who just decided to call me in Syracuse, New York. What's up, Greg? <laughs> Actually, that would have been pretty cool. Be like, hey, random guest. See, this came on the heels of something else, by the way, on a much lesser scale in terms of importance. But there's a, there's a common thread that will come together here in a moment. So I was supposed to have Andrew White and John Gillen in studio, former now former Syracuse basketball players, because they were appearing at some autograph show or something. And the person that I arranged this with wanted me to have them on. Of course, they want to promote their little autograph show. I'm like, whatever. You can have them on my show if they come in studio. It was all arranged, and then the day came. Again, I come on the air. I promote it as far as I know, okay? They're coming in. 
time comes for them to come in, I have no notice whatsoever, not been told a thing about that they're not coming in, okay? I mean, you're Andrew White and John Gillen. Yeah, make the tournament if you want to stand Exactly. Me up. You want to stand me up, like go to the Final Four or something. Don't don't stand me up when you lost the old Miss in the NIT. <laughs> Bottom line is, they never show. Here's the common thread with these things. Once you go like third party with this stuff, it all falls apart. Absolutely. Like, if you don't directly book the guest, little radio lesson for you kids. This is what happens. So this all happened like within the span of a week. So, And I will say you did the right thing. You came in the office and yelled at me. Yes. And not the salesperson. Yes. Which would I would been... never yell at that salesperson, by the way. Yeah. You shouldn't do it in public anyways. You came in, you lit me up. There you go. And instead of me jabbing a pencil in your jugular, I just stared at you with big doe eyes. Because <laughs> you had no great. idea what I was thinking. When it... I just love that I caught you at that exact moment. Because I've discussed with you uh, about this, was it would be awesome to have him on and ask him what it's like working with that crew during the tournament. The, it, he's he's like a ringmaster at a circus. How do you keep them all in line? <laughs> yeah. Because here's the thing. They throw Barkley and Kenny Smith and all these NBA guys from Turner. It's like, hey, go talk college basketball for three weeks. I mean, Greg Cumble's got to be like, I got to deal with these assholes again. And like, then, How do you do that? And then by the end of the night, they are all exhausted and loopy. They're and punch they're drunk, yeah. saying the stupidest they're shit punch you've drunk. ever heard. Especially when the tournament goes all day. Yeah. Starts at noon. By the time midnight comes, like, it's a show. But, you know, the one guy looks like the same he did 12 hours ago. Professional doing his thing. Greg Gumbel. I wonder what it would have been like to talk to him about some of these things. Maybe we'll find out. And something. this is not an indictment on him because he probably has no idea who we are or what we're talking about. He probably had no clue. Moment. He probably had no clue what was going on. Somebody called his house, Blake. You got to go on the radio. What? What are you talking about? Yeah. And then he found out who. He's like, I'm not going on with that jerk. What else you got for us? Today? So uh, I've been giving away uh, Paul McCartney tickets on my show, and it brought to mind. By the way, did you see some of the? off-market prices for that Paul McCartney Unbelievable. concert. $4,000, $5,000. Those people had to be online scooping those up just for this exact reason, right? Sons of bitches. They're probably not even in Syracuse, right? No, it's the bots, right? People yeah. know how to like scam the websites and then they're reselling them. And So anyway, it made me think with such a huge show coming in, and it was great talking to people last week. They're like, oh my God, I, I've been wanting to go see Paul McCartney for years and you know, we gave him tickets. What is the best concert you've ever been to? And what's the worst concert you've ever been to? Best concert I ever went to would have to be, oh, that's a good question. I saw Genesis here in Syracuse. Wow. And I, it's probably no? not a, yeah, it's probably not a renowned thing, but I am such a huge Phil Collins Genesis fan that it was kind of, Awe striking for me that I was that that I saw them. And, Good choice. Uh, what was the first concert you ever went to before we get into this? The first concert yeah, I ever you're went gonna to. You're going to laugh at I don't know. That's a good question. Joan Jett. Banana Rama and the Go Go's. Nice. <laughs> yeah. That's like, a good one. It's like vagina rock. I, <laughs> I I honestly don't know this. I should know the answer to this. You don't know the first concert you ever well, went to? What qualifies is that like when I was a kid, like you go to the go to the state fair yeah, and somebody's that's, playing that's a Chevy I, Court. That would be it. Yeah, it would that's have to what be I some saw. Chevy Court show when I was six years old. I can't remember who it was. I though, think I was but. like ten at the Del Mar Fair in San Diego and I saw that concert. I can't remember the, the first concert I remember going to. 
like on my own was the Dave Matthews band. You know, like you're going with your friends. It's like you're not with your parents. It's like, okay, here we go. And this was when Dave was first coming up. We're talking mid nineties here. Radio professional. Uh, what was the best concert you've ever seen? Rolling Stones last year at Ralph Wilson Stadium for a few reasons. I'm a Bills fan, and to see the Stones in that setting was great. But to see Mick Jagger up there at, you know, 97 years old, might not be accurate, bad show. See, even even at this age, that was the best? He's kill- he killed it. He absolutely killed it. The band killed it. And I, there was a great story I heard about that. So the day of a concert... Mick Jagger will run on his treadmill and he'll sing the whole show. Like that's how he preps for it. Oh yeah, he's got to stay in shape. Which is great. So and the stage, think of, you know, an end zone in an NFL football game. The stage took up the whole end zone. He's going up and down the whole thing, up the catwalk, and he killed it. They were amazing. Now I've seen Bruce Springsteen ten times and I've seen a lot of great Bruce shows. I've seen over thirty Dave Matthews shows. I've seen a lot of great concerts, but Combining that was in Buffalo, how great the show was, you know, to see somebody at that age just kill it. The worst concert I've ever been to was at Darien Lake, as a matter of fact. The Who. So it ends up, me and my buddy, just the two of us, we go see The Who. We, and we went to Darien Lake during the day. It was a miserable day. It was one of those just rainy, too cold for that time of the year. It was in June, you know, type of days and then we get to the concert and we were woefully un- unprepared for this bad show prep that day shorts and t-shirt it's raining like all we had was this blanket to go with and it's muddy out in you know in the lawn seats and like we're cold we're freezing and we paid good money for the show and i'm like all right bro i'm cold like i i you know, we've got to huddle under this blanket, mm-hmm. right? Like, that's how cold I was. So the two of us huddling under this blanket together, trying to see what the parameters were of, like, we're bros, but we're not getting too close. You know, <laughs> like, how do we handle this? The show was awful. Mm-hmm. And you got to drive three hours home from that. I, oh, it was bad. It was bad. I couldn't believe how bad The Who was. Maybe it's because I was freezing my ass off. But I'm going to see a them. bad show. Going to see them for the first time this summer. So well, I hope it's better In than In Vegas. Mine. I hope it's better than my experience. Uh, and my worst show was probably five, six years ago. Not last year's show. The like six years ago, Salt and Pepper came to Chevrolet Court. It was awful. Spinderella wasn't there. Where was Spin? I I don't know. So they got like some third rate DJ. Uh, and then the DJ equipment doesn't work. No. So he can't like play any of the beats or scratch or anything. So well, at least just, it was free, right? Yeah, it was just terrible. But they came back last year and. A lot of people, remember when Taylor Dane was at Jazz Fest a couple years ago? Everybody hated that. Yes, sir. Yes! No! No, 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 no. Yes or no? We asked this question in the very first episode of We Get It. You're recycling questions? I'm recycling a question mid-playoffs. Is there any chance we don't see a Cavs-Warriors rematch in the NBA? We're still going to see a Cavs-Warriors rematch in the I NBA. I have to agree with you now. My Raptors. Who's going to knock out Cleveland? It's not going to be Boston or Washington. Who's going to knock out Golden State? It's not going to be San Antonio without Tony Parker. The Rockets might give them a run if they face him. It's certainly not going to be the Utah freaking Jazz. So we will see Cavs-Warriors NBA Finals. Yes or no? Way to recycle old questions. Will Jay Cutler... 
be a good TV analyst. Yes, he'll be a great TV analyst. You think so? Absolutely. I, I actually have some inside info on this. He's a stick in the mud, though, yeah. isn't he? But there's a lot of guys that have been stick in the mud jerks that turn into great analysts. I have a friend of mine that lives in Chicago. So you're saying I got a chance. He's got a great chance. <laughs> I have a friend of mine that lives in Chicago. He's actually hung out with Jay Cutler a lot. Okay. And he said that Jay is engaging. He's smart. He knows football more than he leads on. He can be a dick. I mean, we've seen it mm-hmm. front and center. The guy stood there on the sideline after he got knocked out of a playoff game like he'd be, he wanted to be anywhere else. You watch how Jay Cutler turns into a great analyst because they're not romo in this guy. He's going to be in a three-man booth with Charles Davis and Kevin uh, Burkhardt, who are great broadcasters. And he's on the number two team, so they're not shoving him out there in too bright of a spotlight. We're going to be talking about Jay Cutler like we did A-Rod and some of these guys that maybe didn't get along with the media so much, or Randy Moss, right? But when they turned into media stars or turned into the media, they became stars. Will Trump care pass the Senate? No. no I agree with not. you on that. No, it will not. And that's probably what they want to happen in a way so that yeah. they can circle back and say, see, yeah. see, we tried to make this happen for you. Stick to sports, jerks. Stick to sports. Whoa. Follow Polly on Facebook if you want to see some, <laughs> some fun political discussion. It's time for This Week in History. What do you got for me this week in history? All right. I Googled stuff. You ready? Uh, 1846, first battle of the Mexican War. 1967, the first issue of The Incredible Hulk was issued. Are oh, you a comic book guy? I am not. I do own like a box full of Star Wars comic books. That I had no idea were worth money. I went through them. I have a rare Boba Fett edition of a Star Wars comic that somehow has a coffee mug ring on it. All the rest of them are in pristine pristine shape. I have never been into comic books until now because I read all those Star Star Wars comic books. I have like first editions of stuff that are worth like 80 bucks, but this Boba Fett is like worth 460 and it's got a, someone put a coffee mug on it. We may have to talk. This may be worth more than your Snapchat stuff. Okay. Uh, 1970, Bobby Orr leads the Boston Bruins to a Stanley Cup victory. And the reason I bring that up I is I love that, cricket. No, Paulie. Nice try. <laughs> the famous image of Bobby Orr, like, almost parallel yes. with the ice, came from that, the Superman shot. It was also 1970 this week that the Beatles album Let It Be was released, speaking of our friend Paul McCartney, who we talked about earlier. Topical, local. 1971, the last episode of The Honeymooners aired. Big Honeymooners guy? Uh, the Way before my time, Come as on, much Paul. as you... What do you mean, is way before To the moon, time? Alice? Is that his catchphrase? There you go. Come on, Grandpa. You were a big fan of that. Uh, you mentioned uh, your favorite concert's Genesis. It was this week in 1985 that Phil Collins released the single, Su Su Studio. It was this week in history, 1992. This is also from a previous podcast, and I saw it come up this week, and I had to mention it. Anthony Young of the New York Mets began a streak where he lost 26 consecutive games as a starting pitcher. Do you know there's no feat in sport that I could duplicate but that one? I think you could do that. I, I Actually, I don't think you could do that. I think you would accidentally win a game at some point. Like th- There's no way I would ever win a Major League Baseball Your game. offense would like score 12 runs and win the game. It was this week in history, 2001, when the 200th episode of Walker, Texas Ranger aired on CBS. 200 episodes of that show? Yes. Who watches this crap? 
Like old people. All this exactly. Like NCIS and Walker Texas Ranger and Monk and all these shows that can Murder fill, She Wrote. Right. That shows it's still on. Angela Lansbury, I think she died <laughs> ten years ago. It's still going. Right? What was the, the Father Dowling show? That was on forever. Matlock. Matlock. Was on, on yes. Forever? Are we aging ourselves horribly? I'm, I'm telling you, man, that 65-plus demo, <laughs> underrated. People can't even figure out how to turn on their apps or listening to this. Uh, well, that 65-plus demo is not going to be as important when you know, Trump care goes through and everything. Like that. That's right. Correct. Correct.